So, Jerry, we recently talked about staff meetings and the need for those to be more productive and useful for everyone, including development staff, and it got us thinking about board meetings and the challenges with those, including the struggle of bringing in these mission moments, which you started to talk about. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that a little bit more? Sure. Um, recently, coming out of a board meeting, a board member or trustee said to me, the trouble with these board meetings is that it's all about the three Bs. And I said, what are the three Bs? He said, buildings, budgets, and baloney. <laughs> and uh, and there, ought to, there ought to be a wellspring of ideas at every board meeting. And I say to boards, as you probably do also, at every board meeting, there ought to be at least one or two important decisions that have to be made. Absolutely. Even if you have to manufacture the questions <laughs> because you want them engaged and involved. Well, I, after I went through that session that we spoke about, about staff meetings, I did this little thing, I call it the Ten Commandments of Meetings. Many times and for endless hours, the multitudes gathered for meetings, seeking profound wisdom and guidance, but confusion reigned. Oftentimes, they were delayed in starting, late in ending, and verily I tell you, the hours sped and the wisdom fled. It is recorded that more often the people met, the less they accomplished. The more they met, the less they accomplished. Mm. The needs were great, but the ways were hidden. Then from many came voices crying out, Though I labor faithfully, I cannot attend all meetings for which I am summoned. At last the chief old and wise, hearing of those things, decried that something must be done. There was prepared a tablet which contained ten great wisdoms. Matthew, you wrote this. Yeah. Yes. Did you write this recently, or is this... No, Where does this uh, come out of? You know, I love to scribble. Yes. No, this is old, and I had remembered that I had written this, and I just dug it out. What would you say are the top three, if you were going to choose three of the ten? Uh, thou shalt not meet if the matter can be resolved mm. by other means. That actually reminds me of consent agendas to some extent, right? And, yeah, and, yeah. And you hinted at that earlier, that yeah. to come in and just report is now not a good use of time. Now, there's good reason for having these board meetings because you want board members involved and you want them active and you want them to feel that it's their organization. And so having regular meetings, but then it's up to the staff to make sure that the meetings are exciting and fulfilling and rewarding. And that, and as I said, I like to have at least two decisions mm -hmm. that have to be made at every board meeting. I do like to bring in clients to talk about the work that's being done. I want to remind the board, yeah, I think 
the board is the future of the organization, then if you don't elect board members, you select them. That's quite a distinction. And that selecting a board member should take the strategy and thinking and effort and time that you spend in getting a major gift. Because if you get a right trustee, it is a major gift. And I want organizations to think how important the board is because I work my way around the country and I always ask the question, tell me about the strength of your board. And almost always I hear, we're getting better, <laughs> which of course tells you. Right. And so I say sometimes maybe skip the board meeting and save the donuts. <laughs> so interesting you say this because as I go out and train and people say, well, we don't have any time to train with our board members, I say I've never met a board meeting that didn't have at least 15 minutes you could have cut out. There's almost always wasted time, whether the meeting starts late, ends late, or there's so just right. too many reports. And of course there's time for something more strategic or productive if you look at them from a different angle. Sure, yeah. sure. I have a, uh, a great, I call it a gold book, a little mm -hmm. gold book. And if your listeners would like a copy of that book, have them send you a note, and I'll send the book to you to send out. It talks about the passion and commitment that a board member needs to bring to the organization. And that's what it's really all about. What's interesting, it was back in the 1920s when a reporter asked the president of Cornell University, what do you look for in a board member? This is 1920. And the president said, the three W's, work, wealth, and wisdom. Now, that's a long time ago. But you know we still use that, and it's still applicable. I have added another W, and I call it wallop. And by that, I mean influence. Because not every board member is going to be great at calling one others for gifts. And there are some board members you don't want them calling on others for gifts. But their influence. I want a board where someone looked at the roster of the board and they say, wow, what a board you have. And Brian, my concern is that I'm finding in many cases that the board is less influential than it was 15 years before, that there aren't the advocates that there were 15 years ago. Why do you think? There does seem to be a change I can, in boards. I think this is a walloping generalization. Well, let me give you my fifth W, okay? okay. I've added a oh, fifth. Another one, okay, good. Yeah. So I'm saying to the National Board of the Red Cross, I give them my four Ws. And Melanie Sablehouse said, 
Wait a minute, I've got another W for you. I said, what? She said, women. Mm. And the case for involving more and more women in our philanthropy is pretty strong. They now have 60% of the net worth of this country. They live longer than we do. And every time you have a man who is a strong board member, you ought to involve his wife. And it works the other way, too. If you have a, a strong woman, involve a man. Every organization needs to take a good look at who is on their board and to make sure they have the right women on the board. Yes, yes. So I have a question about boards and uh, where they're headed. So there are more than a million nonprofits in the United States, and every nonprofit needs many board members and a strong board chair. Yeah. Also not easy to find. Yeah. And sometimes I think I love the nonprofit world as you do. We've devoted our lives to it. It's an imperfect world, and this seems to be one of those imperfections. What are your thoughts today on where these boards are going and the challenges with getting enough committed board members? And, and I'll tell you where I think the difference is. Something you said triggered this, I don't know. At Grove City College, J. Howard Pugh had been chairman of the board for something like 27 years. Mm. And his father before him had been chairman of the board for almost as long. And he ruled the college and would not let them raise funds. At the end of the year, he made up whatever difference mm. there was, which was in some ways very good, in some ways not so good. Anyway, and I talked to a board member who was on the board at the time of J. Howard Pugh. And uh, Pugh was the founder and president of Sunoco Oil. And he said just one decision that had to be made at every board meeting, fish or meat. <laughs> so, but I think so much depends, Brian, on the CEO. Some CEOs have a lot of discomfort about recruiting the caliber of board they should have. Some give it less attention than they should. But if you agree, and you did when we started, that the future of the organization is dependent on the board, mm -hmm. then the CEO ought to spend, we think, probably 20 to 25% on board development and board advocacy, getting the board involved. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, so, so much depends on the new CEO. So that if you bring in a new president at a university, let's say, one of the questions that they should try to probe is how effective will they be in working with board members? And that should begin from the first day on. So a lot depends on the CEO. I tell you, Brian, if, if you have the right board and the right CEO, you can perform magic. Yes, yes. 
how many of them do? Because no. I have to say, and you know, we're both out in the field an awful lot, uh, almost every organization I work with seems to be struggling on the board front. I think my feeling is there is a world out there willing to say, yes, I'll serve on your board. But in today's world, when there's so little time, mm -hmm. um, board members want to give their life and their time to organizations that are producing results, that are making a difference, that are making changes that affect the people who are served. And so um, you want to make certain that when you do the recruiting, as I said, you go after a new board member with the uh, same intensity that you would go after a major gift. There's a strategy, there's a thought. I like producing a booklet just for that person. And the booklet is maybe only 24 pages long, but it explains why we're going after you, Brian, mm -hmm. to serve on our board. And that becomes effective. I think it has to do with attitude also. I think, and we don't call it a nominating committee any longer. I call it the Committee on Board Management or Trusteeship. I think they ought to meet every month. And because that committee that selects board members mm -hmm. is perhaps the most important. Absolutely. It's more, if you really believe that the future of that organization is the board, then that committee is more important than the finance committee, than the program committee, membership committee, that committee is determining the future. And most organizations don't spend enough time working on that. They don't. They don't. Some of them have a nominating committee, and then they leave it at that, and yeah. which is just the beginning of the whole process. That We've stopped calling it a right. nominating committee because that conjures up a, a different thinking. Yes. Nominating committee meets twice a year. Maybe. Correct, right. And it's really governance, ongoing yeah. governance. And I like a committee that meets once a month. Mm -hmm. And that can also have some non-board members serve on that committee where they know where the bodies are buried. You know, <laughs> yeah. So, and that committee, who should be on our board? What are we lacking? We need financial resources. Who do we have that we can bring? How do we reach them? How can we touch them? And uh, so that becomes very important. Yes. Let's pick that up in our next session and talk more about who we need on our board, okay. what the profile is like, and, and uh, things like that. Good. Let's do that. Great being with you today. Always.